Amen. So it is it is it is a great great opportunity. You don't always get to preach on Women's Day. And I've been invited one time to preach at a women's conference. You know, it, it doesn't come often. And it's not always like church. So I'm gonna make sure I do justice to the instructions I've been given. Um <laughs> I was given also then the freedom to choose the scripture that I would use, and I want to use two scriptures in particular, and I'll, I will use some others, but I want to use two scriptures in particular, linking up back to what we had during our night prayer meeting uh, at the beginning of the month of May, Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. And the second scripture that I'm going to read is Exodus chapter 3, verse 16 to 20. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16 to 20. Now, Isaiah 54, verse 17 says, No weapon. If you're there, shout, No weapon. No weapon that is formed against me or against you and every and every tongue that shall shall prosper right, let me let me just read it back from here no weapon that's formed against thee shall what shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment you shall do what this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is of me says the lord no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. I declare it into your life that no weapon fashioned over you shall prevail over you, shall have dominion over you. And I proclaim and instruct you that you must condemn every word that is against you. See, so one, I declare over your life. The second, I instruct you. On what the scripture says. You says, thou shalt condemn every word that speaks in judgment against you. It is you that must speak. And it is you that must cancel it. The Bible says the power of life is in the tongue. It is on the things you say and declare. And, and, and says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16 to 20. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16 to 20. And the Bible says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, This is God instructing Moses. You see, the children of Israel have been in captivity for 400 years and, and they've gone through a painful period. It's been a tough time. Over these 400 years, generations have come and gone and they are struggling, they are suffering and things are at the, at the bottom. They've hit bottom and, and where they think they are, they are rock bottom, you know, God comes and says, I've heard the cry of my people. So he raises Moses and he sends Moses back and now he's telling Moses to go and speak to the leaders of Israel. And he says to, to Moses, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to you saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites, unto a land flowing 
with milk and honey. I want you to take note of two things. God says, I've heard your afflictions and your cries and I'm coming to bring you out of the afflictions. I'm coming to bring you out of your present state and I will take you and I will give you something of your own. You living on borrowed land and the place where you are, the borrowed place that you are has caused you too much pain but I'm coming to take you out from the place where you are and I'm going to give you a place which you shall call your own. And that place shall be flowing with what? And honey. It will be flowing with milk and honey. And, and, and they shall listen to your voice. And they shall come, the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt, and shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Now let us go, we beseech thee, three days journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. You, you see, this, they, they come to, they say, when you have spoken to them like this and given them this word, then they need to rise up and go and speak to Egypt. Egypt, who is in charge of their afflictions. The thing they are going through, they need to go and speak to it. That thing which has pronounced judgment over you, the Bible says you shall condemn. I, did I, you, you're not with me. But, but he says, they shall rise up and go and speak to Pharaoh. They shall rise up and go and speak to the king of Egypt. And they shall tell him, let us go. Allow us to leave. Three days journey. Allow us to go and worship our God. Now what touches me is this. The next verse. Is God gives a proclamation right there. Which is the understanding I want you to go home with today. And verse 19 says, and I am sure. I was saying, but God, how can you be, how can you speak like this to the people? He says, I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. He will not let you go unless he is compelled by a mighty hand. Your oppressor will not let you go until he is compelled to let you go. The thing that has put you in prison, taken away your joy, taken away your peace, put you in a place of hardship and struggle, will not let you go unless something mightier compels. Pharaoh will not let you go. You know, I, I looked at this and I said, my God, how often, how many times do we have the word of God? God has spoken and has said, this and this shall happen to you. In 2017, it shall be a year of your restoration. It shall be a year of your joy. Oh, your wife shall come back. You know, the wife that ran away, she shall come back to you. You know, you shall have the children that you have been waiting for. And we have a word. 
The job that you've been seeking, God is going to open a door. The PhD you've worked on for six and a half years, or 2017 is going to be your year. The funding you've been looking for, it's going to come. And now you are saying, God, we are already coming towards the end of May. No husband has come back. No wife has written any letter. The funding is still not approved. Actually, there's been a rejection letter you have received. The job you were eyeing has been given to somebody else. God, what is happening? And this is what I want you to understand. You see, God is, is saying to somebody today, you shall surely get what you are looking for, but nothing is coming to you without a fight. I need somebody today who's going to get up and say, I'm going to fight this. Nothing is coming unless you stand up and put up a fight. Unless you, you, you take charge of the situation and say, I'm not going to sit around and let Egypt continue to mess around with my life. I'm going to stand up and go to Pharaoh. Even though I know Pharaoh will not let me go, but I'm going to go out and fight. Come on, somebody shall fight. <laughs> this morning I was thinking about a sister. Oh, that sister blessed my heart. She blessed my heart because she put up a fight. She was called Susie. So Sister Susie came here. Then she got sick. Went to the doctors and the doctor said, you've got cancer. And she's thinking, my PhD, my children, my husband. All the way from Ghana. Husband is not here. Children are not here. Who's going to help her? And so we were called to say, can you come and pray with her? And on the first day I met her, you see, I didn't even know her. But sometimes you just go because somebody in the church has compelled you to go. I remember having a conversation with a sister who just said, Pastor, you just need to come. I said, but I don't know this. How is she going to even accept that I pray for her? And says, that doesn't matter. Just come with us. And so we went and we prayed for her. And then she says, you know, the doctor says, I've got to go through chemo. And, and, and I've got to go through this and go through that. But who am I going to go with to all these things? And, and, but deep inside she says, I'm prepared to go through it. And I'm also willing to make sure that I finish my PhD. And I said, wow. So through thick and thin, I remember one day I was sitting with her in Ada in the hospital. Because nobody could go with her on that day. My wife couldn't go with her, so I had to go. Sitting with her, receiving this chemo drug. And you could see the pain on her face. But something was brightening through the pain. So I'm going to win this battle. I'm going to fight through this thing. I'm, and, and, and by the day she graduated, I knew the journey she had gone through. I knew what I had seen. How down she was. And how she came back up. How she had struggled with this thing. Nobody there to support her because everybody else is busy. But she's saying, I'm going to fight and get through this. I'm going to go through this. You know, something is about to happen in your life, but it won't happen until you put up a fight. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I just, I just need to tell somebody that nothing is going to come good unless you stand up and put up a fight. And, and, and so God is, is talking to, 
to the people. And he's telling them that the Pharaoh is not going to let you go just like that. He's telling them to prepare for a fight. I will take you out of your affliction. You see, when you are afflicted, the last thing you want to do is keep fighting. You just want the affliction to end. You don't want to be told you've got to fight. But I'm here to tell someone, you've got to fight. You've got to fight for your husband. Tell you another story. So many, many years ago, I became a pastor and my wife, my wife was, was, she was just looking around and seeing what was happening. And as a young pastor, you are zealous to help everyone and, and anyone. And then my wife started fighting. It's Women's Day, right? I can use your example. Started fighting. And one day I was like, why are you fighting? And he says, I'm fighting for you. Step back. Lest she starts fighting me. Right now she was fighting for me. Why was she fighting for me? Because there were some sisters that were dancing too close telling you that's one of the best fights my wife has ever fought for me she fights many other fights because it was only later three years later that one of the dancing sisters it was actually telling somebody in church to say you know yeah i had vouched that i would get that man and you are thinking me as a pastor i'm trying to help people Somebody saying, I, this man shall become my husband. I know he's married. He even shows his finger ring like that. That ring shall be for me. Fighting in church. But my wife, she's a fighter. Oh, God bless you, honey. You have to be proud of a woman who knows her place and who knows what to fight for. And says, I'm not going to let thing, these things just slip away. I know the word that I have from God. That I'm going to have a wonderful marriage. But it won't come unless I put up a fight. I also had to fight to get a woman like this. Who can fight for me? You want to hear the story? Let's, let's leave that one. But, but you, you understand what I'm saying, church? There are blessings that await us. There are things that God has in store for us. But we must be a people that are resolute to say we are going to go out for them. We are going to work hard for them. We are not just going to sit around and be Christians that say, ah, we are waiting for the blessing of God. No, we are going to be people that get up and take our weapons and go out to battle. You see, last week I was telling you about Deborah. After the people of the children of Israel had been ravished by the Syrian king and, 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 and by Sisera, for 20 years it took Deborah, a woman who was hearing from God, hearing the word of God. When God spoke and said, it's time for you to be delivered, she worked and acted upon the word. She got the man and said, you need to go and fight against Sisera. And when the men were afraid to go, she said, this will not end like this. I will go with you to battle. 
Why she understood that her deliverance, her freedom, the freedom of her people will not just come unless somebody takes up their weapons and goes out and puts up a fight. We need to be people that are going to go out and get the blessings that God has for us. But we must understand that there's always a battle to be fought. There's always a battle that is going to challenge you. There's always something that's going to rise up and stand in your way. You see, the devil is not your friend. John 10, 10 says the devil is come to steal, to kill, and destroy. The agenda of the devil is not for you to prosper and move forward. The agenda of the devil is not for you to smile and be happy. Why do you think there are so many depressed people in the world? I know indices talk about, ah, you know, I was reading this morning that Ede is one of the happiest places to live in in the Netherlands. And Rotterdam is rock bottom on the happiness index in the Netherlands. So maybe we need to move to Aide and we'll be happy. You know, you can move and be in Aide and still not be happy. There was another statistic that shocked me. Because it said often people are leaving small villages like Wageningen, like I did, and move to bigger cities in Utrecht or Den Haag or Amsterdam or Rotterdam, because they are looking for things that will make them happy. I didn't move there for happiness. I just moved there to be able to have more time with my kids before and after work, <laughs> because I work at Skipple. But people are moving from places which the happiness index says these are the happier places to live in. And they are moving into the cities looking for happiness. And the happiness is not in the city. And I can tell you also, they could come back to the small villages and still not find the happiness. Why? Because they don't know what it is that will give them the happiness. There are things that are constantly fighting against your life. Things that are constantly fighting against your peace, against your progress, against your joy. And unless you understand that you need to put up a fight against those things that are against you, you will never have that which you desire. If you are in the workplace, you've got to put up a fight. If you are in the studies, you've got to put up a fight. In the home, you've got to put up a fight. We will fight different fights and different battles along the way. Your fight is not my fight. Your battle is not my battle. There's a war going on. And within this war, there are small battles that we all need to conquer so that we can get to the place that God wants us to get to. And you need to understand what is your own battle. What are the fights that you need to get into? I will tell you something also in the end. But I need you to understand that there is a fight. To get to new dimensions and to attain to your God-given destination, there is a battle. There is always a battle. There is always a battle. There is always a challenge. The devil will not just let you go. Pharaoh will not let the children of Israel go without a fight. It had to take God to do nine wonders. 
including the wonder of, of, of killing the firstborn son. I was just thinking, Pharaoh must have been a terrible fighter. Remember when Moses threw his rod and it became a snake, said, ha, I can do that also. Called his magicians, turn your sticks into snakes. When the water was turning into blood, Pharaoh said, ah, I can do that also. Instead of turning the water, the blood back to water, he turns the waters even into more blood. He kept on challenging. Until, until, you know, when he says, I can't keep on calling flies and frogs over this land. He says, well, I'll play waiting tactic. Let God do his wonder. I just wait. After God has finished his wonder, when you'll have some thought, second thought, he stops. I tell the children of Israel, you are not going. Until God has to strike him at the very core of the things he, he valued. That's when Pharaoh said, get up and go. He will not let you go until you put up a fight. He will not let you go until you take your stand. He will not let you go. Yesterday I was hearing the story of, 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 of one of the couples that had come to the seminar. And he says, you know, after one year of fighting for, for, for the sister that she could, she could get married to me, the, the elder started telling me all kinds of other things, all kinds of other hurdles. And he says, my fight was this. I just took a Bible, took some money in an envelope. And I went to my mother-in-law and I said, you've seen me. You've known me. Do you trust me that I can be a good husband to your daughter? If you do, take this Bible and the money. I was sitting there listening to the man. I said, wow. Sometimes you need to know how far you just need to keep on fighting and keep on pushing to get that which God has said is yours. But there are battles along the way. Don't give up because there are battles along the way. Number two is that, not, is that to come to tomorrow's blessings, you must deal with today's battles. Deal with the battles today. So yes, they have battles, but deal with what you have to deal with today. If you don't conquer today, don't think that tomorrow will just conquer today and tomorrow will be yours. Deal with the situations you have today. Don't sweep them under the carpet because they will come back up tomorrow. So deal with the issue of today. Because today is today and tomorrow is another day. But tomorrow's foundation is built today. The building that you see, when it is eventually beautiful and wonderful to look at and for you to go in, started on a day that was called today. And they needed to deal with the things that had to be done on the day that was called today. So that tomorrow can be secure. Oh, if you need to be putting foundation today, put a foundation today. If you need to, don't, don't say, well, I will do it tomorrow. Do it today. Because today is the day that the Lord has given to you so that you can conquer and be a conqueror. So conquer today. You hear what I'm saying, church? Conquer today. And then the Bible, the Bible will give us an understanding, an understanding of, 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 of you know, the, the battles that we have to fight. And I was challenged when I looked at Daniel. And Daniel was one guy who realized that he needed to fight a battle today. 
if you go to Daniel chapter 10, you see Daniel has been reading the books and he realizes that today is the day that the time is up for them to come out of, the, of, of, of Nebuchadnezzar's reign and go back into their promised land. That the time has come, the 70 years have arrived for them to end captivity and go back into their promised land. But you see, when he starts praying, the Bible says from the day he started praying on this realization the prince of Persia stood up as well so the angel that had been sent with the answer to Daniel to answer Daniel's questions when the angel was coming the prince of Persia the demon of Persia the principality of the cities of Persia stood up and said this one no way you see, sometimes there are things when you begin to feel and to understand that 2017 is the year for me to get married. Uh, let me talk about this marriage issue. You know, this month we're talking marriage a lot. Uh, it's, it's my year to get married. The prince of your family rises up and says, uh, no way. Yes, the strong man of your father's house. You know, they are strong men over families. They are principalities over families. Do you know why wizards and witch doctors and all those people are able to tell you where you were yesterday and what you did and how you ate the, the rice upside down and all those kinds? They know because of the principalities and the spirits that rule and reign over families, over your life, that follow people around and are just searching around and giving information. So by the time you sit with this woman who's reading a crystal ball and she says, oh, I see, it's because she's connecting with familiar spirits, with the principalities of your family. And they know that your dad is fighting against your uncle and then they'll tell you it is your uncle. And you believe them. But you see, the day you, you have this word and you begin to feel that now is the time for my breakthrough. And you come to church and you are lifting up your holy hands. Today is today. It is my breakthrough. And you go out dancing. You need to also understand that sometimes those princes that are against your progress will rise up and begin to say, no way. Where do you think you're going? When the angel is coming down with your answer, they will hold the angel, begin to fight the angel. The Bible says, you know, when this angel had been fighting, God had to send the, the senior angel to fight the prince of Persia so that the answer could come to Daniel. So I need you to understand that in the battles of today, don't stop. What did Daniel do? When he was faced with this battle. You see he had started off to pray. And the Bible says he continued to pray. He continued in the place of prayer. Until his breakthrough was coming. I don't think he had planned to fast 21 days. But he ended up praying 21 days. Why? Because he was fighting the battle today. He was fighting his battle today. My breakthrough must come today. There are some things that you say, God, I'm not rising up of this place until you have spoken. Yesterday I was hearing another story and I said, wow, that the, the pastor says, you see, after he had fought to be able to get married to his beautiful princess against the wishes of, you know, I'm a, a African culture, some, uh, maybe it's not even African culture. I've heard another Dutch guy tell me a story. He says when he said that his wife was coming from one one province, his family said, ah, 
why you can't marry from that province? And I said, oh, so it happens here also. <laughs> you know, I think it was he is coming from Limburg and she is coming from Luaden or something. Say, ah, Frisian and, and oh, oh, so it happens here also. <laughs> I didn't know. But you know, he had, had fought this battle. And the elders had said, you see, you want to get married. Maybe, maybe show us that she is pregnant first before we sanction your, your marriage. You know, sometimes parents do all kinds of strange things. They mean it for good, I know. But <laughs> and, and, and he's fought all this. And now they are married. And years later, still the baby is not coming. And then the doctor says, there is no chance, Mevrao, that you will have a baby. So pastor says, that night, I did not pray. I had a conversation with God. I had a conversation with God. <laughs> I, 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 I laughed because I knew exactly what he was talking about. Because I've been through a situation where after you've listened to everything people have said, you don't go out and say, Ribobo shakato You know, you go and you sit down. And in my own case, I left, you know, I grew up on a big farm. I left, went into one of the big paddocks. Didn't even take notice of the big bulls. You know, there were these big fierce bulls on the farm. She knows the farm. <laughs> I didn't even take notice of them. Sat down under a tree. Said, God, if you don't fight for me. <laughs> See, he says I had a conversation with God. And there comes a time where you need to be able to say, God, my blessings need to come. It's no longer time for me to be jumping around, punching walls, doing press-ups during prayer. God, I need you now. I need you now. You've heard the doctor's report. They've said I've only got two months, but God, you are the God of time. I'm saying it rough like that, but in the situation, you not say it like that. I can tell you, you're sitting down. God, you've heard what they have said. But if you are God, Lord, remember me. It was painful. But you've got to put up a fight. And after I stood up from there, I knew something had shaken. I knew God had hurt me. God had answered something. I stood up and said, no, I'm not stopping here. I'm going all the way. Why? Because I've got God on my side. Daniel continued to pray until a breakthrough came. You need to deal with the battle today. You need to deal with the issue now. Don't leave it until another day. Don't just run away and put your tail between your legs. You know, like I had a small dog. And every time you frighten the dog, the tail went between the legs. It ran away and hid in a corner. It's no longer time for you to hide in a corner. It's time for you to rise up and take your position and say, I'm going to fight this. Somebody say, fight. To attain to greatness, sometimes you need to deal with the things of the past. You need to deal with the things of the past. You need to deal with the things of yesterday. Our yesterday sometimes holds a lot of baggage. And you need to deal with those things and let go 
of the baggage. Thanks be to God, He can help us to get rid of the baggage. You need to lighten up so that you can fight for the things I hate. You need to take away the things that take you back. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, talks about how we, we need to look up to, to Jesus and to look up to him, the author and perfecter our, of our faith. But not only should we look up to him, it says, and also take away the things that so easily set us back. The things that drag us backwards. The things that drag, and the things that drag us backwards are things from the past. They are things from yesterday. Take away the baggage and the hair extra weights. Remove them from you so that you may be able to run the race that is marked out for you. And behold, you have a great cloud of witnesses that is cheering you on. There are people that have run the race. There are people that want you to succeed. But you need to take away the things that drag you down. So if you have ever failed before, it's okay. But don't dwell on the baggage of failure. You need to start looking up to the victory that is in Jesus Christ. If you have failed before, don't dwell on the fear of what caused you to fail. You need to put your hope in the Jesus who says, I am more than a conqueror. I will make you also a conqueror. If you have struggled in the past, it's okay to have struggled. But today is another day. Tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is better. It is brighter. It will be brighter. If only you can say, Jesus, I let go of the past. I hand it over to you. I give it over to you that I may be able to move forward. You need to let go of the past. If there is bitterness and, and pain within you, say, God, they did it for hurt. They injured me, but I let it go. I let them out of my heart. I'm not going to continue forward with them. I let them out. I take it out so that I can go forward. If it is if it, is, if it is prejudice, where you've been prejudiced, it's okay. That was yesterday. Today you have an opportunity to fight for something better. And you need to put up a fight. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you also that you need to overcome the obstacles. About, about dealing with things of the past, you can read Jabez, chapter, um, First Chronicles, chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. His mother said, you are sorrow and pain. And all he knew was sorrow and pain. But he said, God, there needs to be a break away from the past. The pain that my mother suffered in my past, I will not carry it forward. Because my mother does not want me, I will not continue to be an abortive child. To, uh, to over, you must overcome obstacles on your way. You need to press through the woman in Mark chapter 5. She's only known as the woman with the issue of blood. She had to press through. What encourages me of this woman is that the Bible says that she had tried so many things. She had been to so many doctors, used up all her money. But she was still trying. Oh, somebody, who are you? Why are you giving up? 
This woman had used her money. She had gone through doctors, suffered a great deal. But as long as she was not healed, she said, I will try again. And so the Bible says in verse 27, when she heard that Jesus was coming, she says, I will go and try again. Somebody, you must go and try again. It will not just end just like that until you put up a fight. So she rises and she goes and she tries again. But this time, it's different. This time, she touches the aim of the healer, of healers, of the physician, of physicians, of the great deliverer. His name is Jesus. And she touches the hem of his garment immediately. What she has suffered for over 12 years, through so many doctors, through so many issues, they didn't even remember her name, they just remembered her condition. Suddenly, it's changed. Why? Because she dared to put up a fight one more time. I don't know who you are, but the children of Israel had been suffering 400 years. But they still put up a fight. They still cried to the God who could save them. Can you cry to the God who can save you today? Can you speak to the God that can save you today? I'm just going to give you a moment to speak to him. Just talk to God where you are seated. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to kneel, you can kneel. But speak to your God right now. I don't know what situation, what condition you are faced with. But you know what? Some things you just need to understand that as much as God has promised, you need to put up a fight. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I need you to stand upon that word and begin to declare. To say, no weapon formed against my life shall prosper. No weapon formed against my life shall prevail over my life. And I need you to begin to condemn every word that has been spoken against you. Where they've said you are nothing, begin to say I'm somebody. Where they've said you can't make it, begin to say I will make it. When they've said you will not live begin to say I will live where they've said that this is not for you begin to declare that mine is better oh God in the name of Jesus where they've condemned you begin to rebuke it and say God I am loved God I am needed in the name of Jesus where they've said you are the worst say I am the best oh every word that has been spoken against you you shall condemn it you can condemn it. Condemn it right now. Condemn it right now. Condemn it right now. And begin to speak life. Begin to speak life. Some things won't come unless you put up a fight. You can put up a fight that can change your family. You can put up a fight that can change your neighborhood. That can change your city. That can change your life. Change your neighbor. Change your boss. Change your subordinate. Change the people around you. You can put up a fight that can change the situation that's taking away your peace, that's taking away your joy. Oh God, you can break the chain. Oh, the chain that puts you in bondage. You can break the chain that holds down your family. You can break the chain. Ah, oh God. 
Endeketele bahaya. Oh, rabo katalababo shandarabataya. Yekelebo shindarabataya. Pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Manendebetaya. Pharaoh won't let you go. The devil won't let you go unless you put up a fight. But you have a mighty hand. God fights your battle for you. Jesus fights the battle for you. Jesus fights the battle for you. I want you to know that you are more than a conqueror because Jesus fights the battle for you. He fights the battle for you. He fights the battle for you. He fights the battle for you. Everything that has been delayed by the devil, I pray today, God, let there be a release into the life of your people. In the name of Jesus. I release into their lives a healing. I release into their lives a healing. I release your joy. I release your peace. I release your hope. I release your peace. Your hope. In the name of Jesus, my God, a breakthrough. My Father, God, meet them at the point of their need. Today, 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 today. Today, Father, send down your archangels, Jehovah, that God, they will fight the battles for us, fight the battles for your people in the name of Jesus, that your people may walk in the blessing and walk in the blessing of your goodness, of your mercy in the name of Jesus, my God, that Father, Lord, they may achieve the place of their destiny, God, that every hindrance to progress. Oh, God. Mateka Noriabahai Sikale Munandarabatsa. Just hold the hand of your neighbor and begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. There is an anointing that breaks the yoke. There is an anointing that breaks the yoke. Makenda Larabataya. There's an anointing that breaks the yoke. Every yoke of bondage, every yoke of struggle, every yoke of pain. God, Mandeta Labashaka, everything that is taking hope away. Everything that is taking hope away. God, you are returning hope. God, you are returning hope. In the name of Jesus, Father, peace breakers, I break them, oh God. I send them away, Jehovah, that let peace come to your people, oh God. Where they are weak, make them strong. Where they are weak, make them strong. Where they are weak, make them strong. In the name of Jesus, where they are weak, make them strong, Lord. Make them strong, make them strong, make them strong. Make them strong, make them strong. Make them strong, Lord. Make them strong in the name of Jesus. Father, you are God of hope. And I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. need to give you this verse as I close. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you.
I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. There will always be a resistance somewhere. There will always be something that just stands up to fight against your progress. But God says they shall fight, but they will not prevail. They will not prevail. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. Jeremiah 1 verse 19. The Lord bless you. And know that you can maintain it. You can go higher to new dimensions, to new blessings, to peace, to joy, to fullness, to healing, to your destiny. If only you can trust the Lord to fight the battle for you. And if you can fight and stand in the power of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every word thou shalt condemn. And you will get to your promised land. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's rise up to give our offering.